So last week was National Dog Bite Awareness Week. And even though many of us own dogs that are friendly, energetic, or docile, uh, sometimes they can be unpredictable and could pose a threat when it comes to visitors, especially strangers, and more than more often than not, the good old mailman. Uh, So as the state of Illinois is ranked number six for dog attacks on USPS delivery employees, uh, they put into action a small but helpful tactic to identify houses that are homes to furry friends. Uh, This tactic is done simply by placing two stickers on the corresponding mailboxes. So if you are listening to this and you live up in uh, Illinois and you see an orange sticker and a yellow sticker, both with a paw in the middle, that's simply an indication for them to be moderately aware that man's best friend is living at that house. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And it's also worth, yeah, it's also worth noting that this takes effect for adjacent houses as well. So if your neighbor doesn't own a dog, they will still probably see these stickers on their mailboxes too. So That is quite an interesting bit of news. I didn't know that that was an annual thing. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> annual yes, things that I don't even know about, but that's one of them. I didn't even know there was Sun's Week, so I'm like, oh, great. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, get, I get to be, or no, Sun's Day, you know, because there's Daughter's Day and Sun's Day. Well, so. We already have a Sunday. Anyway, no, um, but that is going. I'm glad that, uh, at least for Illinois' uh, sake, I'm glad they're being aware of that and uh, helping to keep people safe. So that's pretty good. I actually thought this was a good idea, too, you know, just a subtle way for our male men and women to be safe and alert, like you're saying. Because um, honestly, one never truly knows how a dog will respond, even if right. they're just in a, you know, protective guard mode. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, evidently the USPS has actually tried this elsewhere across the country with, um, you know, definite success. So they're going to try to do this up in Illinois uh, Hmm. and see how that goes there. So, yep. Okay, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, A few quick hits I wanted to announce here have to do with Apple. And I know we touched on Apple last week with, you know, WWDC, but there are a few things actually quite a lot of things that have come out since then about iOS 17 and a lot of other um, updates. So um, this obviously it is with, with regards to products from WWDC and updates. And uh, the first one is that iPhone users will be able to have reoccurring Apple payments for kids allowance and other expenses. Um, reminders can now sort your grocery lists into its appropriate categories Apple TV is going to be supporting VPN apps on TVOS 17, obviously. And Huawei, this is this is a bit of a, a crazy one here. Huawei is suing Apple for using the product name Vision Pro. And I'll actually expound, expound on this one just a little bit here. Huawei bought, bought the trademark Vision Pro, and they had exclusive rights to that name from November 28th, 2021, to November 27th, 2031. It's not clear how much Apple would have to pay them, um, at, le- at least not that I'm aware there's any information regarding that, and there's even some talk that they might even be able to make a deal or something, but uh, yeah, some crazy stuff happening with Apple, but I can't really imagine what you're thinking uh, with some of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, the recurring payments, I love that idea. I didn't think it was limited to just kids, but uh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, TVOS, VPN, I guess that could be, you know, practical and, you know, helpful. And then the uh, reminders with the grocery lists. Yeah, that that's actually pretty cool. I, I feel like that should be almost in every, 
you know, ecosystem because I put together grocery lists and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. And it's just in a whole general list of things. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. But um, and then as far as the whole entire um, Huawei situation, uh, that's a little unexpected there. Typically, you would think somebody like Apple would be well aware of what's going on with that. But that's what I was thinking. Well, that'll that'll be uh, definitely something on the horizon to uh, keep our eyes on for sure. Yeah, exactly. But actually, right on the heels of your Apple announcements, uh, as we mentioned last week, Apple announced their M-powered Mac Pro, Mm -hmm. which means that they are no longer selling any new Intel-based Macs on their website, obviously. Um, Right. You can only find refurbished Intel Macs available from their inventory while supplies last. Uh, And it kind of makes me wonder how many more software upgrades uh, can Intel-based Mac owners expect? Some have speculated that it could be as soon as one year. Others anticipate anywhere between two to three years. So I'm kind of curious if you actually think that'll be sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, usually with Apple, I don't know how they do that with Macs as opposed to iPhones. Those are usually about five years set apart. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I feel like they'd want to maybe lose that as quick as possible most likely because it's an Intel and they just don't want to have to support that type of chip any longer because I think it'd be a burden. But uh, that's just my uh, thinking on it. So Yeah, I mean, coming from it from an Apple perspective, that makes a lot of sense. Coming from it from an owner perspective, it would be really annoying because a lot of people have sunk thousands of dollars into these machines. So, But in either case, it'll be unfortunate to see those actually um, stop being supported. Yeah, totally. Uh, moving on real into our next topic, Spotify is working on an offline feature similar to that of YouTube, where users will be able to download music offline for later use if they are not connected to the internet. This is not exactly a huge piece of news, but thought it might be good for some of you to know in case there's if there's anybody want, waiting for that additional mix option. I know YouTube has had, like I mentioned, has had that feature where you're able to download um, music and then put it into a mix. And Spotify has said that feature as well, where you could download music, but they, you were not able to put it into a, a set playlist. So, uh, yeah, just a bit of information there. If you guys are oh, uh, wondering, okay. yeah, uh, that, that kind of confused me when that, I, when that I thought, threw me off. I'm like, I could have sworn they've had like offline listening. Before. Yes, you're, they have you're actually talking about, just like, an actual playlist. Okay. Yeah. That just a playlist. That confused okay, me when cool. I saw it as well, but yep. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm I'm totally in favor of that one. So, yep. but jumping right over to OnePlus, uh, I, I kind of have a question here. As a company, uh, would you ever consider opening pre-orders for a product on the same day as a competitor's launch event, even if your product wasn't a flagship and the competitor's event had very little to do with your product category? No. I would have probably waited maybe a week or two after the fact. That way, that Heck, kind of thing. even a day. <laughs> well, yeah, even a day. But, I, you know, if it if yours I mean, wasn't yeah, a I mean, flagship. To, to kind of let the dust settle. Yeah, yes, then I would have I waited a week. Saying. to do that. But, yeah, I would still not have done it on the same day. <laughs> well, OnePlus did that very thing here in the States. So they opened pre-orders for their attractively priced Nord N35G last Monday, which just so happened to be the same day as WWDC, Hmm. Um, which I just kind of had to find a little ironic. Like I said, I know that's not their flagship, and obviously we don't expect any iPhone news on WWDC, but 
I did have to note that part. Yeah. So uh, for those of you guys who are curious, uh, the phone only comes in one variant, which houses eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, and is powered by about a year and a half old Snapdragon 695 5G processor running off a 5,000 milliamp hour battery that can recharge at 50 watts. So Hmm. the internal specs actually seem okay with that. I actually like that. Yeah. Um, the LCD screen stretches 6.72 inches running at 120 Hertz. So again, good things there. And it sports a 16 megapixel selfie shooter, a 108 megapixel main sensor on the rear. Okay, dang. Paired with a two megapixel depth sensor and a two megapixel macro lens. So OnePlus, they just love their macro lenses. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th- I think generally speaking, most companies know that like, it's not necessarily bad luck or anything, but it's just not good to post, even if it's a really good device to post new devices that you make on the same day as some other big company, because people will be focusing on that more so. And even vice versa, you kind of want to, it's like, it's like, and this may be a weird analogy, it's like scheduling your birthday party on someone else's. Yeah, like a really close friend or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which so, I, know, I know that OnePlus and Apple aren't friends or anything, but uh, no, yeah, no. <laughs> the same rules apply. But as for the specs, uh, those actually sound pretty good, uh, even not for a flagship, uh, it, it would seem. so. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, obviously the processor is a little bit of lower lower end. It's a six series um, and then, you know, you got those two sensors on the back, which are, yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty decent. It doesn't have OLED, but for, and, and this is the nice thing about this phone. Like I said, it is the attractive price of $300. So that is pretty good. Yeah. And currently they're actually running a pre-order promotion where you can score a pair of $60 one plus Nord Buds two for free. So dang. Okay. That's a good deal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like. Yeah, you're running down to what essentially two hundred and forty dollars on value. So pretty much, yeah. Even though obviously you have to spend three hundred, but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So wow, that is pretty amazing uh, with that particular phone. Again, not really too keen on the the date that was released, but still. Um, <laughs> I guess other people don't care. Yeah, I guess I, not. Um, another quick hit for this last week. For those of you who are into music production, after a three-year wait, Acoustica has finally released Mixcraft 10. Personally, I am a huge fan of Mixcraft. I started using 7 and have loved the DAW ever since. Uh, and I know for most people, they tend to use FL Studios, Ableton, or even Logic Pro. Uh, but I do think that this new update brings to light the underdog and its capabilities. This does not pertain to what we normally discuss in this podcast, so I won't go into detail on updates. But if you guys are interested, you can buy the software for 200 Or if you have Mixcraft 9 or below, you can upgrade for just 30 to 40 depending on if you have oh. Recording Studio or the one that I upgraded to, which is the Pro Studio. So, uh, so far from what I've used with it, it's the... The UI is much more refined, uh, a lot of updates to, you know, effects and utilization of other tools and stuff like that. So uh, all in all, it's it's really good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool little upgrade um, fee right there. I mean, it's not like it's crazy, but it's something that allows them to, you know, make some profit off of the improvements. So yeah, pretty much. Exactly. They, they usually have those kinds of uh, deals for upgrades and they're not normally not too Insane. expensive. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Uh, With that, uh, we will actually move on to deals. And 
The Razer Blade 15 with an RTX 3070 Ti GPU and 12th gen i9 CPU, a terabyte of storage and 16 gigs of RAM is currently 21% off down from $3,300 to $2,600. So for you gamers out there, um, that's a decent deal, especially with the 12th gen uh, Intel processor in there. Yeah, no, that's actually a pretty good deal right there. Uh, honestly, getting what four hundred bucks off or six hundred, seven hundred, seven hundred. Yeah, that that's pretty solid right there. Um, Best Buy is having both the Pixel Bud A series and the Pro uh, for a discount for Father's Day, and the A series is twenty dollars off down to eighty, while the Pixel Buds Pro are forty dollars off to one hundred and sixty. Yeah, and I actually tested the Pros out, and I really like them. Um, probably weren't my favorite, but I would definitely, if, if you guys are at least in the pickle pickle, if you guys are at least in the <laughs> Pixel ecosystem, uh, that would definitely be one that I would pick out just to just to at least test and see if you like them. Um, I can't say anything about the A series because I haven't tested those out, but I imagine they probably do pack a punch for their price. So yeah, they're pretty. It's pretty good. Yes, and we also know that not all guys are into tech and like to get around the house and tackle some of those projects. So we've also cited a Dewalt impact driver drill combo deal over Amazon down from two hundred forty to one hundred and sixty dollars. So dang, little special shout out for the uh, fathers out there because nothing beats tools. Pretty much. <laughs> Going on to a, a bit of a different side here on Amazon, you can get the Anchor 100 watt USB C charger is 25% off, down from 75 to 56 dollars. I actually want to try one, try that out, um, just because it has the actually has two, I think, it's USB Cs and then one USB A. So, oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I know you've actually had one, right? Because that one, was, yours was like three household plugs on the back, and then yeah, I bought one for my wife. It was three household plugs in the back, two USB Cs, and two USB As in the front. So that's right. Yeah, we we had those a couple weeks ago. I think it was like sixty watts or something like that. So it does a lot right. for what it's yep. worth. Yeah, and that is that actually still is off. Uh, I think twenty dollars off on Amazon. So if you still want that, go ahead and grab that deal while it lasts. Nice job sneaking that one in there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> So we actually don't often jump into the automotive world, but GM and Ford have come to an agreement with Tesla to use their charging interface. Hmm. According to GM, in 2025, all new EV models going forward will debut with the supercharger plugs, giving owners access to over 12,000 of Tesla's charging points. And uh, so with Tesla and GM and Ford, yeah, being the top three companies in the U.S. when it comes to EVs sold... It strongly begs the question of the remaining less popular EV selling manufacturers in the market and whether or not they would eventually jump on board with the supercharging interface. I guess it would have to depend on the sales that they get for their EVs, how well their customers like the car. I I think the thing that probably poses the most question is being part of that wide charging network across the states and also what advantage is the charging um, speeds. Yeah, that's true. And the, the expense of it, because there might be some car companies that just can't really afford to add that onto their cars. Um, maybe, I don't know. That seems a little bit far-fetched because most car companies usually make a quite a bit, but, uh, being those are the top three, I don't know as it would be easy to implement that to most other car companies. So we'll have to see how that, that works. Yeah. And from what we understand, both motor city manufacturers aren't making any exponential expense changes regarding the agreement. Uh, really the major beneficiaries from this 
are obviously the EV owners as they have a larger charging network, like I said, to you know drive through. <laughs> and then clearly uh, Tesla, as their revenue will increase from all the owners using the supercharging stations. Um, now, I do want to know what does this actually mean for existing or future EVs that don't have Tesla high-speed connectors like we were kind of you know contemplating on. Uh, well, you would still have access to all the CCS charging stations, and you can also even consider adding a temporary solution of buying a supercharging adapter uh, if that so works into your advantage. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you won't be exactly out of the loop then. Not really. I mean, there are certain advantages and, you know, direct connections that will better work versus having an adapter, but at least you'll actually have something to charge off of instead hmm. of being left with some maybe archaic yeah. uh, port. So. That's good. Yep. Moving right along here, we have some more leaks for the Galaxy Z Flip 5, as well as the venue where this year's unpacked event will be. Oh, cool. According to sources, the event is set to take place where Samsung has never done their events, and that is their hometown of Seoul, oh, cool. North Korea, which is pretty wild if you ask me. I don't know why they hadn't really thought of doing that any time earlier. Yeah. I know from what sources have indicated, they've stated that Samsung likes to go in certain places where there's a lot of, uh, I guess, trends happening, if that makes Popularity? sense. So, okay. Yeah. We also do have confirmation from Samsung themselves that the Flip 5 and Fold 5 are set to release sometime by the end of July, and rumors have also indicated that event the event will be held on July 26th. So, oh, yeah. Cool. And uh, speaking of the Flip, we have some plausible leaks from Sam Mobile that the Flip 5's outer display will get Google Maps, Messages, and YouTube apps, which, in my opinion, for Samsung mm. is okay. I was hoping they would allow yeah. to utilize a little bit more than just basic functions eventually. Just a little. <laughs> so, <laughs> it looks like we are getting some things, finally, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see as time progresses if they implement more things. But, yeah. And that Razor is looking really good right now. <laughs> yeah, the the source where I got this from actually discussed that, where the, the Razor, not oh, only yeah. just the, the the fact that the Razor has the biggest display even still, um, but just the fact that there are more apps that you that are able to be utilized uh, even more exactly. than Samsung. So, Well, I mean, it's pretty much the whole gamut of apps from, uh, from the Play Store, from what I understand. Yeah, so. pretty much. It's pretty hard to compete with unless you're actually going to do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is a very good information from for Samsung, on, and there's even some talk, obviously, of the Watch 6 and the Watch 6 Classic. Not a whole lot of rumors with that, but we'll have to see when those release as well. So Yeah, yeah, we actually talked about that, whether or not that the Classic will kind of pull on that Pro moniker. Yeah, and, the rotating uh, bezel. You know, exactly, yep, yep, yep. so... Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, you said July 21st? 26th. 26th, okay. Yep. Mark your calendars because I almost forgot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that event. Um, I've, I just love to see how companies kind of evolve with the competition. Although from the rumors, it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything super amazing, but still it's just new products. Um, whether it's minor or major advancements, I'm, I'm always all for it. So Yeah, for sure. But actually... Right on the heels of that, or rounding back to a prior brand, uh, OnePlus V Fold is about two months away from its debut, and we are expecting much of this foldable footprint to mirror the Find N2, um, obviously as their manufacturers are sister companies. So, hmm. 
Uh, according to top tipster Yogesh Brar, the V Fold should sport the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 with up to 16 gigs of RAM. Okay. And, yep, up to a half a terabyte of storage with a 4,800 milliamp hour battery and an expected charging speed of 80 watts. So, wow. There's the internals for you. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because we, we talk about these specs and then we think back to the Nord series and kind of what that has. And it's really not that far off, technically speaking. I mean, obviously the storage and stuff is a little lower, but. Um, yeah. And then as far as the cameras, yeah, we're expecting a 50 megapixel primary, 48 megapixel ultra wide, and a 32 megapixel periscope zoom lens hmm. on this uh, bad boy for, for the V Fold. And then it'll also have uh two pairs of 32 megapixel selfie cameras uh, wow. one on the inside and then one on the outer so dang okay yeah it's it's really uh rocking it there and set to come out in the first half of august so yeah i think actually oneplus is really um showing that they can implement a lot of great things and you know making a turn for the best i think and all the yeah i mean it'll it'll be hard to say once we see how it goes against the pixel fold but uh yeah, yeah that's true and also the the one thing when you mentioned to me that the 4,800 milliamp hour is like, I don't know if it's just me, but OnePlus recently seems to be really adding a lot of power onto their batteries, um, at, at least the most that I've seen. Yeah, it almost, well, I would almost say that it seems like 5,000 is the new benchmark. I think so. Yeah, that's true. Like everywhere you look, it's like 5,000, 5,000, 5,000. Now, of course, you know, 4,800 is you know, close to that, but it's just, if it doesn't have 5,000 or if it's like, you know, two or 3,000, it's, it's not really that much unless you're a flip. That's the only exception. Yeah. If you're a flip, then that's understandable. You know, that's an interesting conversation to have for the future is like every company when they make a new goal, right? Every other company has to mimic that. Otherwise they kind of lose out on the, um, exactly their purchase power. So you're, I think you're going to start seeing eventually like, all companies starting to mimic each other where neither one wants to lose their consumers, um, no matter what the spec is, I, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that'd be interesting to something, uh, that'd be something interesting to talk about in the future. Uh, like, but Yeah, that would. I mean, it actually kind of reminds me of how, um, this is totally off the actual line of this, but it kind of reminds me of how T-Mobile was the trailblazer when it came to the quote unquote uncarrier and how their process went with, you know, taking out contracts and stuff like that and just kind of letting it be its own product. So, um, and then you obviously saw other carriers follow suit. So yeah, for sure. Um, there are some limited quality renders on what we expect the model to look like. And the rear design actually sort of resembles a symmetrical version of their current OnePlus 11. So that whole entire <laughs> circular housing isn't really off-centered. It's actually right in the back. Um, on the upper side. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll have to wait and see how this actually, uh, competes against, you know, the pixel fold, obviously Samsung's model, but, um, I think the, the pixel and this one are a little bit closer together just because their footprint should be a little more similar. Whereas the fold from Samsung is like taller, which I'm not really the biggest fan of, but Hey, at least you have some different tastes to work with from manufacturers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have some leaked photos of the Sony M5s and not a lot of major info. However, the photos do indicate that instead of being a mushroom-like, as 9to5Google puts it, earbuds, these new versions have a more slimmed bubble look. 
And I don't know if we mentioned this hmm. in a previous episode, but it's not bad to rehash info regardless. According to Win Future, the bust. The bust. All right. Wait, what? You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The bust. <laughs> what? What did I mean? The buds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me just correct that because it's going to get me every time I see it. According to Win Future, the buds will have a 24 hour battery life with the case. And with just three minutes of charging in the case, the buds will get an extra hour battery life, which is pretty incredible, all things considered. So, yeah, as far as the design there, the the bubble kind of look that it has, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I mm-hmm. actually like the more rigid look that they had in the uh, XM4s, sure. the, the WF XM4s. Um, did you actually like that, or was that just something you were kind of, uh, you don't care? I didn't mind it. I think it looked okay. um, pretty smoothed and um, refined a bit more. Um, I've never actually tried these earbuds at all, so I really wouldn't know the feel and the difference between those two. But just judging by look, uh, they seem a little bit more comfortable looking. Maybe they kind of bring on that uh, whole Samsung buds look to it because I feel like those are kind of rounded as well. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that one. They kind of do. But I mean, honestly, I really, I guess I really don't care too much about the design because once they're in your ear, all you're gonna be thinking about is like ANC audio quality, battery life, like you were saying. So yeah, exactly. But uh, did, we don't, we we still don't know when that's coming out, right? Because we were thinking June or sometime. Is it gonna be July then, or do they not know? Do not stay that? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Yeah, because we were, we were I, I think it's, let's see, it's June 12th when the risk recording is taking place. So um, who knows? It, it could be within yeah. the next week or so. Or, it I could. Mean, A lot of people are anticipating it. So Yeah, yeah. For those who remember, about five years ago, Logitech bought Astro for $85 million. And for those of you guys who don't know, they manufactured gaming headsets. I'm not even sure. Have you ever used those at all? Astro, no, I don't think I have. Okay, okay. Neither have I, so I was just curious. And then not long after that, Logitech, seemingly had more money that was taking up space, decided to pursue another manufacturer named Blue Microphones for a relaxing sum of $177 million. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Many of us have no doubt seen them online in various retail stores as well. Uh, I think you even, did you buy a blue microphone? I still have mine time? and my wife has one. Yep. You still have yours. I'm not using it right now, obviously, but yeah. Obviously, yes. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they're not that bad considering, no. you, know, you know, how much, how much they are. But in either case, now it looks as though Logitech is in the middle of some restructuring as far as how these brands are laid out. Part of which means that the blue branding will no longer exist. So Astro will still remain... However, it will be hedged under the Logitech G label, as will the Yeti brand. However, blue will basically be used as more of a description of the technologies, or so says their FAQ page. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, did you have any objection to this, Riley? I mean, obviously, nothing changes it, but what was your input on that? I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what that last part entails. Like, what does that mean? The it, description of technology? Yeah, I mean, it just basically, I guess that's more, I would interpret it to be like internal, you know, understanding of, oh, this is kind of like the blue technologies inside of the microphones, but they're not actually going to label it on the outside. Oh. That's what I'm I gotcha. kind of guessing. It's more of a vague way of saying it's not going to be like out there in front on the, you know, the box, I'm guessing. So it's like the the Google Tensor chip for the Pixel 
and would be the blue. Yeah, for a lack of better way to explain it, yeah, I guess you could say it that okay, way. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm okay with that, honestly. As long as Logitech keeps the quality up or even does better with the quality, honestly, then I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Um, again, I've never heard of Astro, but uh, same thing there. Just continue the quality, um, keep it up even better than what it was before, and I think that'll be just fine. I'm, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people will be like, why did you change the name? Get rid of the name Blue. Like, that was such a nostalgic thing or whatever, and it's like, yeah, heck, it was, but I mean, it's not a huge loss, I don't think, but... I guess it'd be me. one thing if you, like, saw Logitech go away or something like that, because that really is a staple when it comes to, you know, computer accessories, yeah, headphones and exactly. stuff like that, you know, for gaming and such, so... Yeah, that, that I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there. So I, I don't really have too much of a problem with it. But um, yeah, it's just worth noting because if you guys do see blue go away, that's why. It's singing the blues. <laughs> so this is, I think, the big news of the episode. This particular item was a bit overshadowed by the Vision Pro, but important nonetheless. Meta has announced the Quest 3, and it is set to be released this fall. We do know some key differences between the third and the second gen, so I'll just kind of highlight them here. Um, there's a higher display resolution, 120 refresh rate by default, two extra cameras and a depth sensor, faster processing, and I think I, it was I, on the video was a Snapdragon, so that's pretty good, and more RAM, which is said to be 12 gigabytes, double the storage, thinner hmm. and lighter. If you guys want to check out the video for this particular. Uh, item you can it's actually kind of astounding i think it was like 40 percent slimmer um there's some different controllers now they're more compact yep so all in all so far what we know it's pretty dang good and the price has been announced clocking in yep. at about 500 dollars. so that's yeah. only 200 upcharge than the quest 2 which in retrospect is not a whole lot with the new features and updates that you're getting Compared to 3,500, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this does the thing, though. It's like, we, we talk a lot, we talked a lot about, um, you know, Vision Pro, it being 3,500, understanding the price, like, it's Apple, they overpriced stuff, but it makes sense. But then you see Meta, and it's like, only $200 difference. Okay. That's fine. I mean, when you're, I guess when you're <laughs> like us, and we're looking at the big picture, it's, um, you know, amazing at, at the differences, but... When you're somebody who had like the Quest Two and you're going to looking at the Quest Three, that could be a little bit of a sizable jump. So yes, I don't know. It kind of it kind of depends on like I said the perspective of it. But um, I suppose when you're looking at what they're improving and how much is that really worth, cost to produce and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, is that actually one that you're considering trying out, or are you not really a big uh, Meta fan when it comes to uh, VR? I actually am a, a pretty big fan of the Quest series. I've actually messed around okay. with it, uh, the Quest 2 with my friend, and I both, we, both he and I have had loads of fun on it, so I can't imagine the amount of higher performance that will be utilized on this thing. And actually, um, one quick other thing to mention here, speaking of performance, uh, Meta has announced that the Quest 2 will be receiving a 20% boost in performance, so if there was any time to get in, integrated into the quest series i think now would be a great time 
Um, obviously, no other information has been released about it yet. However, as per usual, we will update you guys on any more news that comes our way. And we'll, we'll go ahead and link the video down in the description below. So if you guys haven't checked it out, um, we go ahead and take a look at it. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking at that online here. And it's compared from the Quest 2 to the Quest 3. It almost looks like when you have it on your head, it looks like something out of like a game, like some sort of robot. It's got like those three sensor housing. Yeah, I know. Um, right down the middle. It's like I I swear it's like a robot coming at me. But uh, pretty much, it's it yeah. looks a lot more futuristic than the Quest Two. It's very simple. It just has that block look to it. And I'm like, I it, yeah, that's a VR headset for sure. It's not attractive. But I think a lot of people will be buying the Quest 3. No, but I mean, the other one, I wouldn't say the 3 is necessarily attractive either, even though it is futuristic. It's just... I would disagree. It does look more, I don't know, it's definitely technologically oriented, from from at least from its looks. So Yeah, I, I would but disagree with you a little own. bit there. But yeah, I, I think it does look a little, a lot more well um, designed. Uh, for sure, and as to how in the world they paint it forty percent slimmer, I have no idea. But I mean, if Apple could do it, you know, of course, Apple's is. I believe theirs is like the heaviest one on the market, at least. So they, so it's stated. So, so it was Not heavier, okay? Because they never stated the weight. That was the one thing they never mentioned. I didn't catch that either. But from what I understand from people like Marquez, who were actually at the event and got to you know use it, it seemed like it had some decent weight to it. So, um, which. We could get into a whole nother thing on that because of the whole entire battery pack and how it's yeah, it's in true. and yada, yada, yada. But um, we'll kind of, we're, we're both, at least I'm going to hold my reservations until this thing comes out. And we yeah, can actually agreed. see it and how other people respond as well. So, yep. but um, yeah, with that said, we will go ahead and close out this week's episode. We do appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you didn't catch my um, community post, we do apologize for the last two episodes that weren't able to make their way onto YouTube. We just had some issues going on. So we're going to try to get back into that routine. Uh, but definitely stay posted and we'll be back next week for more tech news and rumors. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out.